Joshua chapter 10, we'll start there. The extraordinary in the campaign. So we've had this, we've been talking about the campaign of, of Gibeon. And so last week we talked about what, what led us to this point, what, what happened, um, how they were attacked. And uh, Joshua made his way to them. And uh, they were surrounded by five kings. And uh, Joshua came to do exactly what he told him he would do. And so now we're going to look at the, la- the two miracles, if you will, uh, things, two miracles that God gives to the children of Israel with the children of, uh, with the people of Gibeon and how God provides for them. And it's just three verses. We're going to look at two different miracles in this text. So if you've got your Bible, uh, Joshua 10, and let's read together verse number 11, 12, 13, and 14. Let's all read those together. The Bible says in verse number 11, And it came to pass, as they fled from before Israel and were in the going down to Bethron, uh, that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them unto Ahazek, and they died, and they were and they were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel, and he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon. And thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before, it or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of man, for the Lord fought for Israel. So here it is that the Gibeonites, uh, he's trying to help them, protect them from the five groups of people who've come to attack them. And so they begin to flee down the way. And as they're fleeing or as they're running away, hailstones from heaven fall down and begin to knock them out and begin to knock so many of them out that the Bible says uh, the Lord cast down the great stones. So where did this Number one, if you will, let's look at the first miracle, and that's the hailstones. It was a miracle of God that hailstones fell from the sky. Hailstones don't just fall from the sky randomly. Uh, There's a specific reason why hailstones would fall. And so as we look at this, God cast them down. So the source that the hailstones came from was the Lord. So as, as these men are running away, God says, let's throw down some hailstones here and do some damage. God chose to fight in verse number 14. He fought for Israel. He threw these great stones down from heaven. Now, the record in America 
for the biggest hailstone, 1970. 17 and a half inches in circumference. 1.67 pounds. That'll kill you. Can you imagine uh, the hailstone that God sent from heaven uh, big enough to kill them? But God sent it to protect the children of Israel. See, God's miracles sometimes... uh, Man, why would God use that? But God used the hailstones to kill these men running away from them. Now, this noted that the, it came from the Lord. It's noted that they're great stones. So I don't know how big they were, but they're great stones. If you pick up a rock, all right, there's a difference between a rock and a stone, right? How big does a rock have to be before it turns into a stone? How big? Don't know? I don't know. I'm just asking. How big does a rock have to be for it to be called a stone? The Bible says he picked up five stones. He didn't say rock. Mm-hmm. It said stone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to be put in a little bag. Right, his little satchel. Yeah. So how big was the stones here? They weren't they were not average sized stones, they were great stones. A hailstone the size of a uh, grapefruit, a kid. Well, yeah, yeah, no doubt. What's the biggest ice hailstone you've ever seen? Yourself? Big? Anybody? Big one? Small one? Marble? That'll hurt. Golf ball? Size. Yeah. Golf ball? That'll hurt. Well, it's coming from so far up. What size? Oh, I, he was talking marble size. Okay. Yeah. Well, God had to protect them. But not only that did he have to protect them, but he says in that same verse, in verse number 11, there were more which died from the hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. So you take this army, I don't know how many people the children of Israel killed, but say they killed a good number bit of them, but the hailstones killed more than the sword did. That's God protecting them. That's God working on their behalf. That's a miracle that that would take place. Hmm. Don't hail precede tornadoes? I believe so. I mean, I'm not, I mean, but in times where there is hail, sometimes they're followed by a tornado, right? Yeah, I guess so, I don't know. But I don't even know necessarily that it was just uh, a storm per se, but it was just the hailstones come from God. He used fire for Elijah. I can't ever remember Elijah from the from the mount. You know, 
God uses things to protect us, even though it may seem odd that God would use. Why would God use hailstones to knock them down? He'd knock them down and another one would fall. Yeah. You know? Now, anybody have any thoughts or questions? Okay, so all this hail has fallen from the sky. What protected Israel? It didn't fall on Israel. <laughs> what wasn't Israel pursuing them? I mean, they were going after them. And so here it is, this hail is falling down from the sky, and yet God it makes Israel exempt from the, uh, from the hail. I mean, you think of it, not only is it a miracle in the hail killing the, the enemy, but the hail not hitting Israelites to take them out too. God is, God is what? In control. Of what? Everything. Everything. All the time, right? Yes. Amen. That's good. That's good. Anybody have any thoughts? Questions? Sorry. He's in control. Yeah. yeah. You know, I believe before the hell, uh, God started the hell storm, he instructed the hell where to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I believe. I mean, it has to be because he protected the children of Israel. Yeah. You know, in a rainstorm, you everybody gets Oh. Right, that's right. Man, if we're both standing side by side, I'm not avoiding raindrops. Right. I mean, I'm not looking up going, all right, I've got to miss the raindrop here, you know, that, because I'm still going to get wet. And everybody's going to get wet. Right. And so it wasn't like this hailstone was coming down and Israel was going, all right, where are they coming from here? Dodging it, you right. know. And you have to uh, dismiss that verse that says, it rains on the just and the unjust. <laughs> <laughs> the hell came just for the enemy. Right, right. Mm. Did you just want to say something? It's like in Egypt, too. I mean, when they had the plagues. Yeah. They were exempt from it. Yeah. They were exempt from it. There was, you know, pestilences and and lies and... And the moraine of the the animals and all that, all the different things that they had to go through, and God was those people were exempt. And they still don't believe. And there's still people that don't believe in Jesus, that, that, even today. Right. You know, I mean, and we look at that miracle and we say, "Man, scratch our heads. Why didn't they believe in God? Why didn't they trust Him? Why didn't they they believe in Him?" But honestly, if people looked at our lives, they'd say. Look at that miracle, how God did this or God did that, and we still don't choose to believe him. I mean, I feel like there's that we can look at them and say that, but they could probably look at us and say, look at this. What is wrong with us? Mm. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. But I know I probably I'm not saying I would never do something like that because you never know what you're going to do. Right. But it just seems like that they'd be so thankful that they'd be thanking God instead of just yeah. forgetting about it or something. Yeah. But I think I, I fear God. Oh yeah. And I don't want to. I don't want to do that. 
yep. Israel, whenever they got straight them out and everything, punished them for disobeying, how long did it last? Did it last very long? Right, and then they... Right. They kept doing that over and over and over and over again. Yep. You know? But like Sister Janice was saying, it came to my mind, nothing can pluck you out of his hand. Right. However... You can get crazy if you want to. We have free will. You do have free will. You do. Well, it's it's like this though. I, I, the for children. The life of me, I can't understand. Well, the children of Israel were still God's people. Man, they were God's people. They never stopped being God's children, and and they still are. They've never stopped being that. The Jewish people are God's chosen people. Even though they have went off the rocker, they're still God's chosen people. Uh, just like I've been grafted in, what the Bible tells me, so I'm born again, and I'm in that hand. And guess what? I'm God's. And uh, there's going to be times I'm not always going to do things right. And there's going to be times I'm not always going to say everything right. But... But I'm still in his hand. Just like, I mean. What I'm trying to say is if you got crazy mm-hmm. and you said, well, to hell with the church, I'm gone, you know? Mm-hmm. That's your business. It is my business. However, you're going to have to pay the price. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. I, it's not going to be pretty. Absolutely. I, I can give personal illustration. I've seen people who come into church and they're in church and then all of a sudden they decide to do their own thing and their children end up uh, doing things that, man, what in the world? If they would have just stayed on that track of being what God wanted them to be. Uh, we had a man in our church when I was a kid. I remember, man, he would he would come into church and he would get right and he'd stay right for a couple months. He'd get out of church and he'd get back into church and he'd get out of church. I mean, it was just like a cycle. Uh, every couple months he was in and out and in and out. And, you know, and now he's completely out and not, not doesn't even recognize God and doesn't even do things for God. You know, but you can't, you know, we can't live our lives like that. We shouldn't live, oh man, go what, run away and come back and run away and come back and run away. We've got to stay in where God wants us to be and be what God wants us to be and, and stay in that will where God's protection is and where God's provision is. We don't. Just leaving and running out, if you look at the story of the prodigal son, when he ran out and did his own thing, he ran out of money and he ran out of substance and he he got to eating with the pigs because he ran out of stuff. But the boy who stayed home had bread enough and he, the, the son, the son who was in the pig pen said, my father's servants have bread enough and to spare because there's always enough in the father's house. And there's not always enough out there in the world. You're going to run out. So you've got to come back to the father. I mean, no, no, they're not. But the day will come when they run out. And they need to come back. That's why people come to the church. Do you have some gas money? Uh, we, have, we need to pay our light bill. They come to the church. Right. They don't go to the credit union. Right. Well, right. they come to the church. Right. Right. Well, that's true. It's true. 
but I'm exempt. Look, I'm exempt. These children of Israel, they were exempt against the hailstones. The Bible teaches us, and Miss Janice said it in Exodus chapter 12, and when the blood of the last plague was done, and the blood shall be for you to a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. See, that last plague that was done to, the, to Egypt, it was done to Egypt, not to the children of Israel. But that blood which was applied to the door caused the death angel to pass over. And when he saw the blood, he'll pass. So, look, there was a day in my life, a June 14th, 1998, when the blood was applied to my heart. And so I can say to you, I will not go to hell. I cannot go to hell because the blood has been applied. I am saved. I I'm heaven bound with the hammer down. I can't go to hell because the blood has been applied to my life. Bible says in John chapter 5 verse 24, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but but is passed from death unto life. When I die, I'm not dying. I'm going to live forever. And that is the death. That is that, that uh, condemnation I will escape. I'm exempt from because I'm his child. Yes. The children of Israel were exempt from some of the suffering that took place. And they were exempt from the hailstones.